0: CHAPTER SEVENTEEN OF WE WERE THERE AT THE NORMANDY INVASION. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. READ BY WAYNE COOK. WE WERE THERE AT THE NORMANDY INVASION BY CLAYTON KNIGHT. PACHU ON THE BATTLEFIELD. A FEW MINUTES AFTER Andre LEFT VICTOR, Captain Doby, Weller, their colonel, and his aide were poring over a map. They were hidden under trees a mile and a half from the stone barn. They looked up every moment or two towards Saint-Several. Things are going along fine, the colonel said. The engineers have got a rubber pontoon bridge over the Dove River, and troops are crossing there already. They'll have a steel one up over the river for tanks to cross in an hour or two. Doby nodded. How soon do you think we'll be sending our first patrols into Saint-Sever, he asked. By sunset, the colonel said. As soon as the Ninth gets the rest of these towns round here cleaned up, we'll send our fellows through. How are those new lieutenants I sent you, Doby? Captain Dobie grinned. Sean Fargle took forty-seven prisoners yesterday, and Ovarsky's squad took over a hundred. That answer your question, colonel? The colonel laughed, but his aide suddenly held up a hand. Wait, wait a second. Uh, S.O.S. of some kind on the field. Telephone. Yes, yes, uh, I get you. Yes. uh, Orvosky? A dozen men. What? Trapped in a barn? Okay, but but where, man, where? He saw the colonel reach out and handed the phone to him. The colonel consulted the map and noted the position of the barn. After a minute's delay, he got a battery commander by radio. Calmly, he gave the map location. Have that stone barn boxed in by your guns, he ordered. Fire for five minutes exactly and then quit. We'll have relief troops ready to move in then. He handed the phone to Weller. I'm going down to the bridges now, Dobie, he said. Captain Dobie looked white. Ovarsky trapped, he repeated. Can we spare enough men right now to get them out, sir? The aide said, why not? The colonel put a thin, dirty hand on Dobie's arm. You know we'll get Ovarsky out. And my orders to you, sir, are to stay right here. You have my authority to make your man slim a sergeant. Send him in command of the Uvarsky rescue bunch. Keep Weller with you. And you, Dobie, in future, try not to be so all-fire brave. The captain turned to catch Weller's eye as the colonel marched across the road to his own hidden jeep. That sounds, Dobie said, a good deal like me talking to Andre, doesn't it? But his smile was short so slim's a sergeant at last get him on the radio tell him to pick up fifteen or twenty men and we'll meet him down at the road uh, but captain weller exploded the colonel said oh, Varsky's my lieutenant and a brave one it's my job to see that he and his men get out alive doby snapped okay sir weller said it's me'll get court-martialed but pay no heed the jeep bounded and took to the road a few moments later they met Slim with a truckload of men and instructed him to follow. They whirled past a chateau set on a hill with a scattering of cottages on its lower slopes. Weller tilted rapidly around high stone walls and pulled up in the shelter of a cottage near the chateau gates. We can't get any closer, Weller said firmly. "Hovarsky must be in that barn over there. We'll stay here till the shelling that the colonel ordered is over, Doby ordered. Slim had his men out of the truck and ready to move in. Without warning, from unseen guns, a mirage of shells circled the barn. The men crouched near the jeep, winced under the explosive pressure in their ears. Captain Dobie had been watching his stopwatch. Five minutes later he said, All right, Slim, shelling's over. Fan your men out and take those Nazis in. The new sergeant and his men moved rapidly ahead, skirting the cottage wall. They had just disappeared around the corner when Dobie cried sharply, What in the name of— Weller had sprung headlong from the Jeep and lunged at his sunken doorway. A moment later he returned, breathing hard with the dog in his arms. Pachu Doby shouted. Weller, his face tilted away from Pachu's loving tongue and scrambling paws, pitched the dog into Captain Doby's lap. If this means what I think it means, he puffed rapidly. Andre somewhere's about. Maybe you could figure it out, sir. Without waiting, he was gone, clanking with grenades, his head lowered between determined shoulders. Straining forward in the jeep, Captain Dobie sat raging at his helplessness. He knew he'd be useless in the field, he could barely walk. But every rifle crack, every grenade explosion sent his blood boiling. To think of Andre exposed to all this was a maddening extra anxiety. He kept a hand on Pachu, who was torn between the joy of reunion with an old friend, and terror. Doby smoothed his fur absently while he directed his binoculars toward the heavy firing about the barn. He could not see much that was happening because of the cottage wall and stared around the fields. If Andre'll only keep under cover till the shooting stops, Doby thought. He stiffened at the smell of timbers burning, and looked back to the barn quickly. Slim appeared around the corner of the cottage and ran up toward Doby. Captain, he panted, more he stopped and stared wildly. Was that now? "'It ain't—it is, Pachu, well, for crying out loud.' "'More what?' the captain snapped. "'More trouble, captain. "'The barn's a fire in one corner, and we ain't got half the Germans yet. "'They're hid everywhere. "'If Ovoski and his men have to make a break for it, "'there's still enough Nazis to pick em all off.' "'Dobie reached for the radio switch. "'Turning to Slim, he barked instructions. "'I'll order smoke shells to cover their escape. "'Get out there and warn the men to pull back a little. "'Where's Weller?' "'Slim poised one foot to another.' He's fighting mad, and he's fighting good. He disappeared into a thicket to carry out the captain's order. Dobie spoke rapidly into the radio and then signed off. For a while he sat listening and watching the smoke billow high above the gable of the barn. He heard loud, sputtered German orders. Then came renewed rifle bursts, and a grenade exploded nearby. Just before the outburst, Pachu gave a high, excited yelp and leaped from the jeep. Pachu. "'Captain Doby shouted furiously, "'Come here, boy! Pachou!" "'The dog streaked with flying tail "'back toward the Chateau gates, "'stretched to his utmost to cover ground. "'With pursing yelps of delight "'he jumped into the arms of a girl. "'She had turned at his barking "'and then suddenly ran to meet him. "'Captain Doby regarded the slim figure "'with amazement. "'Slacks, army jacket, "'man's cap from which soft black hair "'like Andre's escaped, "'and the same grey-blue eyes.' A flash of enlightenment burst over Doby. Irritated to fury, he muttered, Jumpin' Jehoshaphat! Now we have Marie Gagnon! End of chapter 17.